Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ben Wasserman Show. If you're watching this live, thank you very much. If you're watching or listening to this after, either on YouTube, Apple, or Spotify, thank you very much as well. I hope everyone is having an amazing day, an amazing week so far. Lots of New York sports going on right now. Devils Rangers finishing up their regular season, only about six games left. Yankees and Mets got a nice series win over the weekend. Yankees won on Monday. Mets got absolutely destroyed. But today's episode episode will be about a special guest who I'm going to introduce right now. This guest used to work for the New York Yankees, but now he is a content creator for the Overtime Media Company. He makes videos for them. He broadcasts games. He does a lot of cool things. So welcome to the show, Alex Day. Hey, what's going on, Ben? How are you doing? Thank you for uh, for having me on here. Nice introduction. Thank you. Everybody says that. I don't really practice them too much. I kind of just look. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I practiced it one time. I looked (laughs) on the LinkedIn, found a few cool things. Thanks for coming on, like I said, before we went live. And how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I've been busy. I've been been traveling a good amount and uh, settling in here for a good spring of Rangers playoffs, Knicks playoffs, uh, you know, Yankees, Yankees back back in the swing of things so uh yeah i'm good man yeah it's a good time right now and i'm sorry if my connection it seems like it's going in and out i'm at school so you could blame that on penn state but great time yankees got their series win we'll talk about sports a little bit later but i really want to talk about your role and how you got to overtime so if you could explain you don't have to explain the full story that will be here for hours but just quickly how you got to overtime and basically what you do on a day-to-day yeah, so I, I worked for the Yankees for three and a half years. I was an in-house producer for them. So uh, shooter, producer, editor on their video team. Not Yes Network, but the uh, the in-house media team. Okay. I got furloughed during summer 2020 during COVID, and I started making my own content. And after months of it really doing no clicks, it started to do, started to do pretty well in uh, the beginning of 2021. Uh, started leaning into TikTok a little bit more and – I kept going with it, and about five, six months later, Overtime reached out to me because they were looking to start sports betting, which is funny because they're not oh, really they didn't doing... even have that in 2020 or 2021? No, they did not. Wow, that's kind of that's kind of interesting because sports betting was around before. I mean, it wasn't legalized right. in as many states as it, is, as it is now, but that's pretty interesting. Yeah, so it was kind of a gold rush at that time, and I started working for Overtime in summer 2021, coming up on two years there and I'm, I'm a content creator for them. I'm a social producer. I, uh, I, and over the last couple months, I've become one of their main announcers for two leagues that they started OTE, which is uh, overtime elite in Atlanta, the basketball league and uh, OT seven overtime seven, which is seven on seven football league. So I wear a lot of different hats from them for them. It's a great time. It's a, uh, you know, it keeps me busy because I'll do all my other kind of New York sports content on the side and for them as well. So uh, busy, but having a great time. No, that's awesome. And are you like the face and you're obviously on the air, but are you also editing for them or do they have a whole separate team for that? Uh, both. They have an editing team, but like, you know, Overtime is still kind of a startup. And it's, I mean, it's a huge startup, but, yeah. uh, you know, you, you have to wear a lot of different hats. So, you know, I, I was editing this morning, I was editing yesterday and, uh, you know, we have editors and they do a ton and they do 
most of my stuff but you know i'm still doing a lot of that too yeah and of course you do all your personal stuff for overtime day with the right tiktok um so with the broadcasting because that's something that i'm interested in doing after college like how's that been that must be an absolute blast because these games aren't like professional it's not like you're on cbs but it's still high-end talent yeah exactly i'm having a great time with it you know the the two leagues are very different overtime elite it almost feels like you're stepping into a big you know thursday night uh game on tnt and and if you've ever seen pictures of the ote arena in atlanta it it looks like something out of 2k yeah, and it has it, it has a it has a real big game feel to it i do a lot of those games with uh isaiah thomas former celtic and pretty sweet uh and the AMP guys, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. Like I'm not. Duke, like Duke Dennis and uh, you know, they're 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 creatives out of out of Atlanta, YouTubers. Um, so that's been that's been a, a, a really cool experience. But then on the other side, OT7, it almost is like AAU on steroids. And there isn't the same kind of sense of like, you know, it, there's nothing really to compare it to because it, you know in a way you're just, it's just high school football out on a field, but yeah, you know, it's all the best players in the country. Uh, and these guys, you know, they all know each other and they all have their own rivalries and there's a lot of shit talking and it's, it's a good time. And I do that. I do those games with, uh, with destroying and overtime time. No, that's sweet. Is there any scouts at those games? Um, yeah, I think it's mostly that all of this, the scouting websites are there. Um, right. like 24 so 7 24 7 and on three and all of those um but it, yeah i i think there are definitely some scouts there i i've i've been told that there are but they try to keep like they try to keep it quiet you can't see them in the corner with their binoculars probably sitting in like a, a chevy tinted windows or something yeah exactly up on a construction uh lift yeah so how is the traveling though? Because that must be pretty hard. I mean, you're young, so it's probably pretty fun now. But is that is that hard to manage with doing a lot of work? Yeah, it is, and I I wouldn't ever complain about it because it's a lot of fun and it's great. But you know, I'm 28 and I have the energy for it now. So there's definitely a little bit of a scary feeling of like, okay, you know, how many more years can I move at this kind of pace? Um, but I'm loving it and I'm having fun and. Uh, I've always kind of lived by the mantra of I'll cross that bridge then, you know, yeah. it, it is a lot of travel and, um, you know, there's a lot of things that you sacrifice being on the road as, as much as I am. But at the same time, I, I love my job and that's, that's high on my priority, you know, list right now is, is focusing on my career. So you know, stuff like seeing your family as much as you want to or seeing your friends or dating and all, you know, all these things make it hard when 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 you're on the road a lot. But you're not going to hear me complaining about it. It's it's a great time. Yeah. And that's the sports industry. I mean, they always say winter games played weekends and nights and it's yep. a job like that you have but got to broadcast games. That's just what you have to do. But love and passion is the most important thing. It's there. Um, so how does does overtime because I'm really interested in this you have your personal stuff and then you do overtime does overtime ever give you like any hassle with doing your personal things or do they help you a lot with it it's a good question I I would say I would say somewhere in the actually they, they really don't give me any hassle um I would I would say they they sometimes help and then other times it's stuff I do on the side but like 
you know, if they send me to an event, I'll, I'll take all of the content and I'll, you know, something will go on the overtime main page and then it'll go on the overtime season football page. And then it might go on my page overtime day. So it kind of gets that. I would say that's the biggest way that they help. Uh, they help my page is that, you know, if they send me somewhere, I'll put some of the stuff on my personal as well, because it's, it's also in their best interest to try to, you know, get, get me off and running as, as fast as I can. And, um, you know, it, it's definitely mutually beneficial, but at the same time, of course, the focus is on overtime stuff. Yeah. And I saw you did change your TikTok name. It used to be Alex day, but now it's overtime day on TikTok. Yeah. Right. Or is it still? No, no, no. It's always been overtime oh. day. It used to be no huddle sports. That's, yeah. that's when I, when I started in the content game, that's, that was the handle. And then when I started working for overtime, I changed it. Oh, okay. I love the interviews, by the way. I think they're hilarious. How do you come up with those questions? Are they just on the spot or you kind of just see a crazy outfit or a crazy entertaining guy? Yeah, I would say it's partially, it's partially on the spot part. I mean, part of it is like, you have to judge a book by its cover. You know, I, if I see someone with a funny, uh, you know, funny, uh, Jersey or a funny haircut, or they're walking into the stadium and they seem pretty drunk come over, come over here and have a few words. Like I have a few questions and from there, I just, I try to think of it as simple and as filterless as possible where it could be like, okay, now I have this chance to ask this person anything I want. So, uh, you know, why do you have a blue Mohawk? Are you that big of a Yankees fan? Like, do you normally have a blue Mohawk, you know, or the Tennessee Uh, fan or the Tennessee fan? Yeah. That the Tennessee fan was a riot. His, uh, his, his son was like 15 and, and, his son knew me, but then I thought the dad was so funny because the dad didn't know who I was, of course. Yeah. And uh, the dad was so funny. I was like, you know what? I want to talk to him. Like, I, you know, kid, kid is funny, but the dad, the dad cracked me up. Southern people are different. Two years different. ago, when Auburn came up here for the Penn State Whiteout, there was a ton of them. They're great people. They're very nice, but they're just, they're different. They're different. They're different. Yeah. But, but they were having a good time before, uh, before their volunteers went into MSG and got, got spanked. Yeah, who'd they lose to, by the way? I forgot. They not lost even. to not FAU. They lost no, I to... I think they did lose to FAU. Because I had them in Survivor. Did they lose to FAU? Yeah. I'm getting the games mixed up. I, I, games. Yeah. That, I, I was there, and there was back-to-back, and the first one was the Kansas State game. Yeah. And that was our... Say it again? Against Creighton? Or was that a... Uh, no, uh, uh, was no against... Um, too many games. It's it's such a blur right now. But it was an unbelievable game by uh, but yeah. by, by by the New York City kid and and oh, the air. Michigan State in overtime. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, yes, against Izzo. Um, so yeah, that that was a fun night at the Garden. Yeah. All right. So now I want to shift gears a little bit. I know you went to opening day in the Yankees. Yeah, that was awesome. I wish I went there. I was there on Sunday, which was still great. They won six to nothing. Yep. With your vlogs, you do it like you sometimes you do commentary, but on your other one, you kind of just like filmed videos and then piece it all together. Do you have like a a director's vision of what you want it to be before or you kind of just film and then piece it together? That's such a great question. When I started doing vlogs, they you know, so, so much of it is figuring out like what's working on TikTok. And when I started doing vlogs, they weren't like that and they were crushing, they were doing really well. And it was all voiceover. And what I would do is I would just record stuff on Snapchat, 
because that way you can flip the camera back and forth. I would save it and then I'd piece them all together, usually in linear form of, hey, this is this is the order of events that it happened. Um, and then th that started to all of a sudden just not do as well. So I've been mixing it up. Something like opening day or if it's like a special day, then I'll go through it with a timeline. Something where you wake up in the morning, it's a whole thing. Um, you know, I, I did that kind of vlog for like waking up at 6 a.m. for the USA soccer game when I was in L.A. Yeah. Um, or or opening day, you know, you wake up and it's this whole thing. But then other times, um, you know, you have to get creative with it. I, I, I think the main thing is that I'll just I'll go into it being like, OK, if I'm making content, I'm just going to record everything. Um, a lot of times I don't really like to talk to the camera out in public. I just. That's just not who you are. It's not. It's not that it's not who I am because it very much is who I am. Yeah. But but it's like if you're out in public, like do you <laughs> want to be that guy? I mean, sometimes like sometimes you have to be, but other times I'll just record something and then do the VO after because it's just it's a little more comfortable. No, I hear you. I saw a guy at the Yankees game who literally had like this massive tripod with him in both hands. Just yeah, you know, I don't want to be that guy. guy. I don't want to yeah. be that guy. You want, I mean, we both just want to be one with the fans. It kind of sounds like. Exactly. So, you know, if I say, I'll just, I will just record everything and I'll figure it out and post. But, um, you know, so, sometimes I'll go into it with a little bit of a, of, of, of a direction of this is the format I want to do. Yeah. And I, I think it's much easier with big games like Rangers playoffs, like opening day. When yes. I went to the game on Sunday, it was kind of a little bit harder because the hype wasn't quite there. Right, right. Like I remember one I went to I went to the Giants Eagles game at the Meadowlands in December and I was gonna do a vlog and then that game sucked so bad. Uh yeah, it you know forty nothing or something. Oh dude, it was it was yeah. I mean it was twenty one nothing at like the at three minutes into the second quarter. Yeah. Um you know, so for that I was like, This is how this is how the day started and I was dancing in the parking lot. And then it was immediately the three back to back to back touchdowns by the Eagles. And I'm just sad boy in the Meadowlands. Um, so, you know, it, it depends on, on, on the game and, and how much material you have to work with. Yeah. What's the best game you've been to the Rangers playoffs, I'm assuming, or maybe a Yankees game Rangers playoffs game um, against the Penguins game seven, game seven, um, the, the, the bread goal. Um, you know, I've been to a lot of great games over the last two years for sure. I would say I would throw the Red River rivalry, Texas, Oklahoma last year. Oh, I would, that's kind of a, that's kind of a crazy, yeah, that's kind of a crazy answer. But, uh, I was on the Oklahoma side for that almost like just coincidentally. Yeah. And Texas was up huge in the first half and Caleb Williams led Oklahoma back and the whole Oklahoma side, storm the field and you know you're in the heart of texas at the texas state fair and like that was that was a wild experience a really oh, wild i remember experience. that game that was the start of caleb williams and now he's a heisman Trophy right right it was one of our pick exactly that was when spencer rattler got benched by oklahoma yeah and before that spencer rattler was projected to be the heisman crazy story actually when you think about it oh and yeah riley was on the team well he was the coach yeah i mean i yeah, I, that was – I mean, I think Spencer Rattler has, like, built himself back up a little bit. but Yeah, he has for sure. But uh, people – I mean, the thought of benching him at that point was kind of crazy. So, Alex, I actually have a fun fact for you. 
Hemi. Do you remember the show? I'm not sure if you do it anymore on overtime with Matt James where you guys would give out money. Of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. It was called Parlay Hot Seat. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I still think that was a great show, but it really didn't have uh, it, it didn't have the distribution necessary, I would say. But uh, I do remember you on there. Did, did, did we give you money? Yes. And I think it lost like two legs. I believe um, Cooper Cup didn't go over his reception yards. I don't know why I remember this is two Super Bowls ago. And also the game went over. I had the under or the opposite. Yep. I, think I had the over and it went under. But yeah, I just thought I'd bring so, it up. So for those who, who are like, what are these two talking about right now? <laughs> uh, it was a show called Parlay Hot Seat where it was basically like Shark Tank and people would call in and propose their parlays and try to get their parlays funded. And the three uh, sharks, if you will, were me, Tyler Cameron, and Matt James from The Bachelor. And Ben called in and, and that's when I first met Ben. And the show was on for most of not this past football season, but the year before. Uh, it was a great time. It was a great time. And sorry your parlay didn't hit. No, that's okay. It was cool. It was a great setup that you guys had. I have to mention that. Yeah. I, I mean, that studio is awesome. And 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 we had fun. We had a lot of fun doing that show. I, I wish we, we still had that. Yeah. I was always shocked, though, because I thought it was a great show. You guys had Matt James, Tyler Cameron. Those are big names. Right. And it, I don't know. I just never really saw it a lot on TikTok. I was always a little surprised by that. But as you said, I guess the distribution wasn't there. Yeah, I know. Me too. It, it, it bums me out. But I, it wouldn't surprise me if I go on some TV network one day and some network has ripped that show off. <laughs> yeah, probably. Any show that you give away money is going to attract an audience. Yeah, 100%. So, so, what do you think about the Rangers? You know, I'm a Devils fan, and I'm sure you're very high on your Rangers, but my Devils did take care of business last week. That yep. doesn't really mean a whole lot. How do you feel about them going into the playoffs? Um, I feel good. I feel good. Now, I, you know, the, I, I think the Rangers are one of the – like, it's, they, their skill level is undeniable. It's yeah, undeniable. Best but, top six, I believe. Best top six, but – there, there, there are some, there are some buts for sure. In that, you know, they're not as tough as some other teams. Like, you know, Boston geared up. Toronto brought in a bunch of meat at the deadline. They're not as fast as the Devils. Uh, Igor isn't playing quite like Igor of every other season he's played. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic because I wasn't this team- expecting that answer. No, no, be, because this if this team if this team wins the cup, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I have a future on them to win. I've been watching every single game, but they it still feels like they haven't played their best hockey together. Um, so it it makes me feel like hey, this you know if this team puts it together, they can do it. But you know, Kane hasn't fully settled in yet. Tarasenko's yeah. playing a little bit better. Um, you know, Kreider's had a, a quiet couple weeks. But with all that being said, they're still winning. They're still, you know, if, if you could win without playing your best in any sport, that's a comforting feeling. So I, I still want to see them start to put it together a little bit more. They need to get Ryan Lindgren back. Um, I still have full confidence in them, but I need to see them start playing full complementary hockey. No, because, I hear you. Yeah. Be, be, because they, they have all these great pieces and they haven't fully put it together yet. Not as quickly as last year, especially after last trade deadline when they brought in, you know, Cop and Vetrano and all these guys who aren't quite the same 
you know, name value as a Kane or a Tarasenko, but, uh, but it gelled a little bit faster. Yeah, I hear you 100%. And, and the Devils haven't been playing their best either, but I have been saying for months, Devils and Rangers, if they face because the Devils could still get first place or the Rangers can get, well, it doesn't matter. They would still play each other. It would just, who has whole ice. Yeah, but if the Devils could get first place, I don't think it's going to oh, happen. Oh, if they catch Carolina? Yeah, they're like three Oh, get out of here. Get out of here. Three. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but it is possible. I've been saying Devils in seven. But you mentioned Ryan Lindgren, and this might sound crazy. He's the most important player on the Rangers. You saw what happened last playoffs. He gritted out, but when he didn't play, it was a totally different defense. I would say I would change that adjective to most underappreciated. I wouldn't say he's the most important because I would frankly say his line mate, Adam Fox, is more important. But I completely agree with you that, you know, for a team that kind of lacks sandpaper like like the Rangers do, yes, Lindgren is probably a couple inches shy of six feet tall, but he's he plays playoff hockey. And the Rangers don't have enough guys who play playoff hockey. So the guys that they do have, you know, they have to carry a heavy a heavy load in, in the playoffs. So they need him back. I'm worried about the Devils' speed. Now, I, I think the Rangers are better than the Devils. I think they're more talented than the Devils. I think they well, have better goaltending. They won against the Rangers this season. Correct. But it's – Different season. It, it, it's it's – it's like they're built like uh, like the an Al Davis Raiders team, you know. They 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 just have speed, and that kind of speed, uh, you know, is it's tough to play against. But that speed doesn't always translate to the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. And look, I will say this about the Devils: they're not that big, and they don't have that much playoff experience. They do Andre Pilat. He's one Correct. guy. He only has two goals in his past 18 games, and he plays on the third line. Right. But you know that isn't that is an issue. Yeah, and and it's crazy because the Rangers made all these additions, and it's their third line that's been playing the best over the last two weeks. The kid line with yep. with 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 Heedle and and Laffy and uh, and Kako. So you know you know. The Rangers now have that experience that they didn't fully have last year. And I, I it kind of feels like the Devils are um, a year ahead of schedule. You know, I, is that safe to say? Yeah, that's very safe to say. If you go on my Instagram, I said they're going to finish in seventh place. And now Jack Hughes has 40 goals and they're in second. Right, exactly, exactly. So, I, you know, the future is definitely bright for them, but I hope the, the present is, is awfully cloudy. Well, if the Rangers lose in the first round, can we both agree that it's a total embarrassment and a failure? Um, part- so? I, now, I would say yes, but but actually, if they lose to the Devils in the first round, yes, I would say that. But the way they geared up, I wouldn't judge it as I would in other years because it feels like every team in the Eastern Conference also – geared up like the Rangers did. Yeah. I have never seen a league in any sport go or not just a league, a, a conference go as crazy at any trade deadline as the Eastern Conference did this year. Boston going all in, Toronto going all in, Rangers making moves, big moves, Devils making big moves, yep. Islanders making big moves. Um Carolina brought Carolina brought in a couple guys. Yeah. So seeing you know five, six, seven, eight teams think, hey, this, you know, let's make a run for it. All while Boston is having one of the best seasons of all time. It's kind of crazy. So, you know, if 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 they if they get bounced earlier than 
than expected. It would be a bummer. I think if you get bounced by the Devils, that would be that 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 would be a failure. Mostly just because of timeline. You know, the Devils shouldn't. The Devils are ahead of schedule, and you got to take care of business against the Devils. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I saw this yesterday. Devils and the Rangers have the same exact Stanley Cup odds. I mean, that makes sense. They're going to face each other. But I would think that the Rangers have better odds just based on their talent. Me too. Me too. But if you can translate the speed in the regular season to the playoffs, dangerous out. Yeah. But as you said, the Eastern Conference is an absolute gauntlet. Nobody is talking about the Western Conference, but nobody, nobody especially, is talking about the Avalanche. They won the Cup last year. And right. now they had a bad start because they had injuries, but now they're healthy and all they do is win. That's a team to look out for. I think the Stanley Cup champion comes out of the East. Out of the East? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be the Maple Leafs, if not the Devils. I know it sounds absolutely insane, but I don't know. I just think I need to see the Devils. Win, uh, I need to see the Maple Leafs win a playoff series before I say yeah. that they're going to win the cup. I think they can beat Tampa. But I say I also said that last year because Tampa came. They did the same exact thing. Bad end to the regular season, you know, kind of stumble into the playoffs and then they flip a switch. They even got crushed in game one last year. They lost five nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tampa's been there and done that. And Toronto needs to get the monkey off their back. I I correctly picked that series last year, which I felt bad, which I I felt bad about picking correctly. But it's Tampa Bay. Like Toronto is is so in their own way that I need to see them win a series before I start making some bold predictions about the Maple Leafs. Yeah. Well, as I said, I know I sound crazy. All right. Last sports thing for you. Yeah, let's go. What do you think? Well, who do you want the Giants to draft? Any any big names? I know I have a name who I really want to see play for the Giants. I want to see if you mention him. So I think, you know, in years past, it's been easier to be like, oh, I want so and so because the Giants have had really top 10 yeah. picks uh, and being in the 20s is a pleasant surprise. It's um, good. Very good. I, I think there's one name that if he slips to the Giants, you have to take Jordan Addison from USC. Yeah, that would be that would be a dream spot. Um, I'm not fully sold on a lot of the other guys. I could get talked into any. I could also get talked out of any. Like uh, you know, kid from TCU, Zay Flowers from BC. I think those guys are both outstanding. But also, if you wanted to say, hey, those are guys that mostly play in the slot and they need a big body that could play on the outside. That's, you know, you, you've talked me out of it too. Um, I also wouldn't hate looking at uh, a, a offensive guard. Okay. Like, I, I it, it, It's not a sexy answer, um, but I feel like the Giants have added depth to their wide receiver room and that's, and they needed to do that, but they're so short of a wide receiver one. So, if you're going to go and draft a wide receiver, it better be a guy with wide receiver one potential ceiling. So, you know, I, I don't want to draft a five foot nine guy just because yeah. he's another weapon. They have guys like that. They need a, they need a true number one. They need a guy like they thought Galladay was going to be, you know, a, a big number one. So if that's not there, I, I think you have to help up the middle, especially with how some of these other teams in the NFC East are loading up on their interior of their D line. Um, I've just I've watched too many giant seasons be sabotaged by the offensive line that I'm so paranoid about it. And especially losing Gates and Feliciano, I that wouldn't bother me if the wide receiver that they want doesn't fall fall to them. 
well, I have seen many Jets seasons get crushed by the offensive right. line and other aspects as well, but you got to have a line. So yeah. I, oh, God. Yeah, who are, you th- no, who are you thinking of? The guy who I was thinking of, this is biased. You know, I go to Penn State. Joey Porter Jr. Giants cornerbacks aren't the best. I would love the Jets to take him, but they got sauce and other guys. Joey Porter Jr. is a freak. I'm with that. I'm with that. They desperately need a DB2 to play alongside of Dory Jackson, especially in Wink Martindale's defense where he just wants to blitz, 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 blitz. You <laughs> I know. love that, by the way. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> bro, look, I love Brian Dayball more than anything. He's like he's like the new Tony Soprano around here. Yeah, but man. Wink is just as important to the Giants, I would say, as, as Dave's is. And you know what he squeezed out of that defense last year they had no business being that defense had no business being as good as it was no they um, had nobody they were all injured right so i i love that i love that that pick with joey porter junior i'd be i'd be psyched yeah trust me he's really good and obviously you know his dad played for the steelers so he's got it in the blood of course i met joey porter on vacation when i was in high school and i met he was he was sitting by the pool Oh, and, yeah. I, and I saw the big 55 tattoo on his shoulder and me being me, I couldn't help but go up to him. I had, you know, I, I had to chop it up with him and I played cards with him and his friends for like 45 minutes and he was the coolest dude. That's wow. my, and th- that's my Joey Porter story from 2000, I don't know, 12. That's sweet. Where was that? In Aruba or somewhere? Uh, it was in the Bahamas. I was probably, you know, maybe I was in college. It was either late high school or early college. So probably somewhere around like, 2012, 2013. That's really cool. And I saw you also bumped into uh, your boys, Igor Panarin and uh, uh, someone else. Kratzoff, was it? I know. It was uh, yeah. So that that was that was crazy. When I lived in L.A. for two and a half months at the end of 2022. Uh, I had a friend who lived there. Friend was away. I was subletting his apartment. It was great. And I would go to the same bar for NFL Sundays. It's a place called Big Dean's. It's in Big Santa Dean's. Monica. They have that downtown here. It's a chicken place, not a bar. Oh, there. there you go. There you <laughs> go. I love that. This is just like a sports bar, uh, like a, a dive bar. And I'm in there. I'm watching. It's also technically a Giants bar, too. So I had to go That's there. That's cool. And I look over and I see Sam Rosen. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Sam Rosen, you know? Yeah, because, I, you know, that Sam Ro- a guy like Sam Rosen is a big reason why I wanted to do what – I'm doing now for a living. So I had to go up and, and, and talk to him. And while I'm talking to him, I look over, I'm like, wait a minute. That's there. There was a table with, with Crides, Fox, VZ, Trocheck, uh, and Lindgren. I'm like, okay, so guys, right. I'm like, okay, so they're here. Cause they, they played the ducks the night before they're playing the Kings tomorrow. Um, a uh, Truba was Truba was there with him too. I didn't want to go up to just the full table. I told my waiter, "Hey, send that." T-. And no one was going up to these guys. I mean, they're a bunch of hockey players on the other side of the country. You know. Yeah. I said, uh, "Next round is on me." So when they ordered their beers, the guy, the waiter pointed over, just held up a you know held up a, a beer. Cheers. Um, and my buddy, I have a buddy who's friends with Fox, so I ended up going over and 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 talk to them for a bit. I carried on with my day, and then I ran into the Russian Rangers with <laughs> Igor Panarin and Kraftsoff, and they were playing backgammon, and I talked to them for a little bit. And, uh, yeah, just that's cool. all-time all funny coincidence. 
just normal guys. I mean, some people think of athletes as like different. Like, These aren't Hollywood guys. They're hockey players, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, no and one, you said nobody even recognized them. Yeah, look, if, I'm sure if, if these guys went out in New York City, different story. But yeah. they're in Santa Monica in December, you know? Yeah. How How is Fox? I'm sure he's cool. He went to Harvard, right? Fox went to Harvard. Um, yeah, I mean, normal dude. Yeah, no, that's normal cool. dude. Just seemed like a Long Island kid. <laughs> Just like Charlie McAvoy as well. Just like Charlie McAvoy. Exactly right. So we'll end off this episode. Could you share, like, I guess, any overall advice for someone like me and other people who want to pursue a career in sports media? Yeah, I, I would say I would say two things. One is look at where the direction of things are going. For instance, when I was coming out of school, my job that I have now really didn't exist. And I also knew that I didn't want to do local news for me personally. So, Same. Um, you know, I was always kind of looking at the digital side and, okay, let me make my switch later. So, so try to think of where it's going, not just where it is now. Like if you don't want to do that now, then find another way to do it, you know? Um, and I think the other thing is don't get discouraged because um, – you know, it's, it's a long road. Um, and you know, I started out in production. I was doing production for four years. I was a, a producer, shooter, editor. I worked for Duke. I worked for the Yankees. Um, I loved it. I was working in sports. I was at places I loved. Um, but I wasn't exactly doing what I loved and I stuck with it. And then when I was doing content, I was doing no clicks for months and months and months. Um, but, but I stuck with it. And I think you can't be discouraged with that process because, you know, if you work in sports, you have to love it because as we were talking about before, it is a lot of hours, well, not just a lot of hours, but a lot of weird hours. And for the first couple of years, you're underpaid, like way, way underpaid. That's what I hear um, from everybody. You're right. So you're underpaid, you're working weird hours, and um, you're probably not doing exactly what you want to be doing. So you got to make sure you love it. You can't get discouraged when it's not going your way. Cause it like, you know, to, for, for me to be like, Oh, I, I am waking up and I'm not only going to a place that I love. Cause I worked in Yankee stadium. That was a dream, but yeah. I was sitting, you know, I was sitting at a desk editing for six, seven hours a day. You know, it, it took me till I was 27 to be doing that. So um, and, 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 the, and the grand scheme of things, I'm lucky it was that early, but you know, it was five, five years after graduation. So, um, you know, just make sure you love it. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And where are you living right now? Are you in the city? It's a nice yep. place. Yep. I, I'm in the city. Um, and, uh, the office, the overtime office is in Brooklyn. So uh, it's oh, about okay. like a, a 35, 40 minute commute every day. And really uh, on the subway. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Take the six to the F. So it's well, uh it could be worse. Definitely, definitely yeah. not bad at all. Well, Alex, thank you very much for coming on here. I had a blast talking with you. And anytime you want to come on, you always have the invite. And uh if you want to shout out your socials, go yeah. Right ahead. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on, man. Uh on Instagram and and TikTok, it's at overtime day. It's actually the same thing on Twitter too. I'm trying to get my Twitter up a little bit. I was bit, looking but for your Twitter to tag I, you and I couldn't find it. Oh, oh, it's it's overtime on Twitter. It's overtime underscore day. Someone oh, beat right. me to it. Yeah, shame on Damn. them. But uh, yeah, overtime day on all Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, the whole nine yards. So 
you can find me there. A lot of New York sports content and uh, and and a lot of other stuff. So, but awesome. Ben, I I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Great no seeing problem. you again after our parlay hot seat yeah. we got in a year ago. Yeah, we'll make sure to stay in touch. And for everybody watching, thank you very much. And uh, you know where to follow me: TikTok, Ben the Sports Guy, Twitter, Ben Wasserman. For everyone, have a great day. Take care.